Here we go! My name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned in to Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Um, hi. Good morning. Howdy doody. Or good, good, what good time of day. You say, you do this to me every time. Well, but it's, it, it's only because I don't know that people are actually listening in the morning. But on the off chance that you are, good morning. Good 2.35 in the afternoon. I hope you're having a nice cup of joe or tea. Some people drink tea in the morning. They do drink tea in the morning. This is not in our show notes, but were you in my stream the other day when I was talking to the people from the UK? Nope. Yeah. So I got raided. I stream. Cool. I'm I'm Bubba. This is my wife, Anna. We already mentioned that. Full-time nerd culture missionary, church uh, children's worker extraordinaire. Okay. You're all caught up. (laughs) Um, <clears throat> I pointed at Anna when I said children's worker extraordinary. Do I don't you not to, work I, in the children's ministry? I don't want anybody to think that I'm good at that. I am there sometimes. <laughs> he even threw off Nicole, our children's pastor, the other day. She walked by and she's like, what are you doing in the baby room? Mm-hmm. I was playing with children. Mm-hmm. Um, and was, I was doing well, a great well, job. One of whom was your children. The jury's still out, barring a paternity test. But we... We, I was playing with the kids. It's not the story. Anna is good with the kids and she does it for a living. Last week, you said you preferred it. So like. I said I preferred preschool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, th- this is technically they are preschool. Mm-hmm. Those kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I was talking with people from the UK. I got raided on my stream. You guys can come and hang out with me Monday and Tuesday, 8 a.m. Central time to noon at twitch.tv slash Bubba underscore LTN. And then Wednesdays from noon to four, same time or same, not same time, same place. Uh, anyway, I got raided, which means that people were watching a different stream and their, whoever was streaming brought them over to my stream just because I was another person that was chatting. Okay. Anyway, we start talking about, Hey, I'm drinking coffee. I'm drinking my Matt and Bubba in the morning that you can get at lovethynerd.com slash morning beans. And uh, they were like, oh, that's cool. Um, we like coffee. We're new to coffee. And I'm like, new to coffee? Oh, are you, dear. Are you new to earth? <laughs> uh, but they're like, no, we're from the UK and it's a lot of tea over there. Yeah. But they were like, we don't, we don't like, we're not a big fan of tea. They said. They didn't like tea? Here's what they said. They said, they think that the, that Europe drinks tea just to be different. That's what they like. We want, they just want to stand out and, and be different. Oh, so it what was weird. Because like Colombia, like Central America, North America, South America, we all drink coffee. Do like Asian countries. They drink do a lot coffee? of teas. They do a they lot do of teas. Tea, like green teas and yeah. stuff like that. Well, so I was, it was interesting because they were talking about how much they preferred <clears throat> coffee over tea. And I was like, I think we should all be on the metric system. Uh-huh. And I think that we should all have your time zone because they are in GMT zero. Oh, like okay. they're, I was like, you guys, you guys are in the Lord's time zone <laughs> and you don't even freaking know it. Uh-huh. So it was just an interesting thing for us to kind of like, I don't get to talk to people from, from my homeland. 
very often. Um, Bubba was born in England, everybody. Little known fact about him. They could probably tell from my accent. (laughs) His dad was in the Air Force and he was stationed in... England. I'm not going to say where because I don't know. That might be personal. It doesn't exist anymore. Upper Hayford. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> well. Yeah. Are are we still talking about tea? Or you want to? <laughs> That's called a segue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do like English breakfast tea. By the way. Uh, I but think I've, like I a, like tea. It's a different kind of morning drink for me. I prefer coffee. <laughs> Yes. I like it. I yeah. like it a lot better. And no joke, seriously, go to lovethynerd.com slash morning beans. Get you some coffee from this little bean of mine. I won't say not a sponsor because kind of always a sponsor. Yeah. Um, yeah. We well. have we have an ongoing two blends with them. We have what I'm drinking right now, which is the Matt and Bubba in the morning blend. And it is phenomenal. I told you, Anna, this morning, probably the best cup of coffee I've ever had. Over and over and over again. Okay. Okay. Not a, not a sell here. I mean, go buy the coffee, but it's not a sell. Like it is a legitimately delicious coffee. Um, I'm a quality snob on a lot of things and coffee is also one of those things. Ah, uh, no, stop it. You're not a coffee snob though. Quality snob. And coffee is one of those things when I have to put my name on it. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, you will drink. I'll a, drink almost, almost anything. anything. Let's be real. I'm kind of a trash panda when it comes to like the kind of coffee I will drink. Yes. Caffeine in general. Um, and we also have, uh, I think there's a little bit left of the LTN blend. And so go ahead and check those out. They're delicious. Um, speaking of coffee, <laughs> you are doing patterns and dresses, yeah. nine dresses. We talked about it before. And you came to me and you said, uh, hey, Mama, I want to be able to do my um, my patterns as mock-ups. How do you even do it? How do you make your voice sound exactly like mine? That's great. Who's talking? Who was talking just then? <laughs> we did, you, did you say both of those phrases? I think that you did. Uh, Bubba's pretend Anna voices are perfect. one of my least favorite things about Everybody, our relationship. You guys heard it. It's perfect. <sighs> so you're like, hey, I need you to teach me this thing. And I'm like, yes. oh, hey, there is a website that's basically for all intents and purposes is Photoshop. Photoshop. Well, cause I was like, is there, is there an app or a program or something where you can easily do this? Now, speaking of quality snob, yes. you're definitely a Photoshop snob. I, sorry, I mean, not sorry. Not Photoshop the program, but like your photo editing graphic design methods. I labor. You are, very particular Labor about them and like why take one step when you could take 150 mm-hmm. yeah. so i have a hard time with canva i'm not gonna lie i know everybody's using it i have a hard time with it because i feel like it's lazy a lot of the times well i came to and you so i didn't teach you canva with this like is this possible because designers will a lot of times post for free you know they have the whatever dress and they'll post sort of a sketch coloring page type of thing that you can print or download and you can like color on it. Um, kind of like, you know, fashion illustration. That's a thing like, you know, sure. Designers have. Cuella Deville. Yes. Like that. So that you can kind of visualize what your fabric is going to look like or whatever. And people will take their fabric photos from the website of what they're actually using and like plug it in basically so that they can really. Yeah. 
And I'm like, I would like to be able to do that, not just for myself, because I can visualize things pretty well for me, but to kind of communicate them to somebody, to a potential buyer. Um, And I was like, hey, can you teach me how to do this? And you're like, hey, let's do it right now. Which I've asked you before. And I was really thinking here in the next, you know, month or so, but you're like, let's do it right now. Right now is in the next month. Um, we, we only had one fight. Well, it wasn't really a fight. fight. We stopped it before it was a fight. You were like, you need to walk away right now. Because you did. What? Because you did. Because you were the one getting frustrated. I I was fine. Mm, Agree to disagree. I was fine. Agree to disagree. We, I have taught you Mario Kart, and that's where we learned this, that well, you don't learn well from me. And so I try to take a different approach. But what happened was you were trying to, you, you were asking me how to quickly do a complicated thing. Well, And so I told you, no, hey, hold your wells, lady. Go. Plug, plug go. the wells. <laughs> Say your thing. Um, I told you that normally what would have taken probably a semester to learn Right. You were asking to do immediately. Right. Well, and so I was running you through a lot of steps and you're like, well, I don't, I don't know that. I don't get that. And like, don't, don't worry about that. Basically just know, push this button. I, yeah, I think that maybe there was a miscommunication of like, I need to be able to do this by the end of the day. That was not necessarily what I was asking, but I think that that's what you thought I was asking. Oh, 100%. Yes. And so it was like. I felt like I was drinking water from a fire hydrant. I know. Yeah. Like it was a lot. And I'm like, I feel like I don't really understand these steps with a good contextual knowledge. Right. Like I understand that for my purpose, I need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G all the way through the alphabet twice. Uh-huh. Um but I don't really know what these things necessarily do and how right. they work together outside of this one application. And, um, and that was really frustrating. Um, and then when you told me, well, this is really like a month's worth of learning mm-hmm. that we just did in an hour. That made me feel a little bit better. Oh yeah. Um, but it, and then you, you came guys... back to me and you came back to me and you said, I want to do this. And I said, okay. So we sat down to do it and the kids did something. The dog was barking and so I yelled at them, dog, which is go let the dog in or out. And then you're like, that's my ear. And I was like, you need, you need, you need to walk you away. You did. You yelled it very yeah. loudly in my ear. There were a lot of things leading up to that moment for the both of us. <clears throat> and so then I came back to you later and I said, do we want to try this again? And we were fine. Mm-hmm. Like we got, we got to it before. And I, had, I had already moved on. And yes, um, you did it. The thing is basically right. Like the thing you, you, is. And this is what this episode is about today, everybody. Learning Photoshop is hard. Oh, learning is hard sometimes, but maybe we're better hey, when the learning is hard. Existential reasoning aside, can we just talk real quick? We're already over time for this segment, but I don't <laughs> talk anyway. Real quick about the the sewing community, the textile community. Why, if that's a thing that exists? Hey, ladies make patterns and, you know, seamstresses and seamsters. And what's the phrase I'm looking for? Sewists. Sewists. There it is. They, they make these patterns and and do these mock-ups. Why not have that on the website? Hey, here's a PSD. All you have to do is edit this layer. If you want to change what is on the sleeve, why not do that? Well, because I I would say there's business for myself. I think that there's an equal, I don't know what the ratio is really between tech savvy 
uh, sewists and people who are like, how do I use a printer to even print my pattern? I, I, I can, and those, I can those guess. Those people, the last ones, they're the ones who it's like, they just need a coloring page. And well, so that's what is posted. So even when you and I were doing this, I was like, hey, in a, in a perfect world, you would tell me what you wanted because you were like i want to take the sleeves from this and the bodice from this and you're like really complex i, mean, I can send you my entire pattern library well, so but here's, just give you the link to my drive here's what i'm saying though like legitimately speaking in those scenarios i don't think that it's it's wise to expect you to do that because you're like well i have to learn all this stuff and i also have to make nine dresses before easter well i was like what <laughs> Just tell me what you want. It's not typically what I'd be making these nine at a time. So you're, you're getting lost in the weeds here. What I'm saying is lost in the weeds. That's from um, (laughs) frozen. Uh, Frozen too. But like legitimately speaking, I look at that stuff and I'm like, man, I think that some people, they, they do, they, they don't have the things that they need. And so they skimp on the things because they have to come up with them themselves. I mean, it's weird because like, like I said, a lot of these patterns these days, Uh back in the day, you'd go to like Joanne or Hobby Lobby or Walmart or something and buy a pattern, a paper pattern Uh and cut it out at home. Now, a lot of times you download these files and you can print them at home Uh or, and this is when I say there's a bunch of tech savvy people too. Get them faxed. No, no, no. Um, you can download the files. So when they print out, you have the whole like 10 sizes printing out on one sheet of paper Mm -hmm. and you have to trace the size that you want or you can download them like they have these projector files yes where you can do it size by size and use a projector to project down onto your cutting table and you lay your fabric down and cut with a projector. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, yes, all of that stuff. And hey, uh, everybody, welcome to the um, uh, Love Thy Sewist podcast. I just, Um, and I'm not there. I'm not at that level. I was like, maybe I should do a projector. Like, I'm just starting to think about it. But like, because it would save time. Legitimately speaking, you know, like with the template stuff, if, if you just need to make a mock up, I'm not even kidding. You spend a day on Fiverr. And you find somebody who will make you templates for $10, right? I'll send you all my patterns. All I need you to do is to make these into editable PSDs. $10? $10. Do you know how many patterns I have? It doesn't matter because it takes almost zero time. It took 15 times longer for me to explain all the steps yeah. than it, it did for me just to, to do it myself. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, there's value in teaching you these things, mm-hmm. but is the value of you learning it because when you die, I'm still going to need to know how to do. Is these it things. greater or less than ten dollars? Like, you know. And so, anyway, um, hey guys, thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Uh, Anna and I only talk one day a week, and for That's, about an hour, yeah. and it's yep. right now. So yep. we work a lot of things out on the microphone. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a short break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking about doing hard things and like why it matters. Learning, learning Photoshop and why you should. Let somebody else do your Photoshop. (laughs) Hey, stick around. We'll be back with more of the free play. But nope, 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 (gasps) nope. You should go listen to the free play podcast. But stick around and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds podcast. Because that's this one. (laughs) 
Have you ever been around another person that used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain you should know, but you didn't? Of course you have. Well, don't worry, nerd, because we've got some great news for you. You're about to learn something brand new. This is the real world, bub, and you need to learn to hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up an ear and pay attention because LTN has another nerdy definition for you. Today's term is cheese. No, we're not talking about that sweet, melty goodness that makes life worth living. We're talking about a strategy in games like League of Legends. In particular, a cheese is an unorthodox, unusual, or unpredictable strategy that is used by a player or team that has a huge risk of failure, but if it's managed to be pulled off, also offers a big win. These strategies typically only work when the opponents don't see it coming, because it's often such a dumb play, no serious player would typically try it. Sometimes cheesing refers to a strategy that uses an element that isn't technically cheating, but most players would consider it to be. An example from my childhood would be from the original Mortal Kombat game, where a player could use Scorpion's get over here move over and over again and never let their opponent even make a move. That is a cheese strategy, a cheap trick that requires almost no skill but does a lot of damage. Simply put, it's bad manners. But why is it called cheese? No one really has that nailed down, as the term actually dates back as early as 1992. However, the leading theory is that it's just a combination of the words cheap, cheat, and easy. So next time you're playing Among Us and someone kills you on spawn, you can call them out for cheesing, because now you understand that reference. Welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And today we are talking all about doing hard things mm-hmm. and the importance of doing hard things. And what conversation would be complete with this topic without talking about video games? <laughs> yeah. Obviously. The hardest of all of the things. <clears throat> right? Some of them are pretty hard. I just, I just need you to say yes right here. Oh, just okay. Say, right? Mm-hmm. We were yes, right. A little, little too much hesitation. Let me try one more time, right? Right. Yeah, keeping all that in because I guys want you to see the. I want you guys to see the journey on that and how we got there. <laughs> so, one of my goals for 2022 is to beat video games. Hashtag goals. This, yeah, this, these are my personal squad goals. Squad of one, okay, is to beat more video games. Or, if I'm being real. Just to beat any video games, okay? <laughs> I set a pretty high bar, and I said I'm going to beat 12 video games this year. It's a video game a month. Yes, because realistic goal setting is not your strong point. No, it is not. Not even a little bit. So I started um, off really anybody strong. Anybody remember Bubba's Game of Day? Yep. Why are you looking They're at my laughing. game collection I'm when just, you said I'm not, that? That's offensive? I was looking at a dinosaur in a sweater. That's what I was looking at. I feel both That's seen my game. That's and my game collection. Attacked. So, like I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted mm-hmm. with slander. Okay. Um, was I'm trying to beat games, and so I started off the year real strong. I mean. Of course. Couldn't have started off any stronger. Yep. January 1st, I beat a game. <sighs> Rubber bandits. No. Oh. Can't, I don't think you can beat rubber bandits. Oh, That's ridiculous. Uh, no, the donut shop yeah, game. Donut County. Okay. I beat Donut County. Um, real talk, just between uh, me and the listeners, Anna, earmuffs. I skipped all the dialogue in the game. 
Oh. And the whole when you don't learn the dialogue, the game is literally a hole in the ground that swallows things. Yep. That's the that's the whole game. Took me about an hour and a half to beat it. <laughs> but man, I put it on my list. I cut the head right off of that monster and mounted it to my wall. And now everybody knows I beat that game. So I was like, cool. Well done. <laughs> this is easy. I'm going to uh-huh. breeze through these things. So then I put things on my list that are very long, very intensive, like single player story driven narrative experiences. Okay. Actually We're talking the kind of games you enjoy playing. Yeah. Donut County was like, eh, okay. Right. Um, this one, the, the next one I played is a game called God of War. And there have been 4 billion God of War games. This was the game that won game of the year um, back in, I think it was 2016. Um, and is a legitimate experience to play. Mm-hmm. Like it was a, it was a fun game to play. Um, and it was like, it, it, it made me feel things, right? Like it, it pushed me in a direction of the whole game is about basically becoming a good father, but the a good, good father. Uh, yeah. It's, it's who you are. <laughs> And so it's not who that guy is. That guy is a terrible it's dad. Who he became every time I would come in and like, I'd come into the stream and hear him talking to his son. I'm like, ah, he's the worst. It's he a, is the living worst. It's dad. A, it's a real bird box thing. Cause his he calls kid, his son boy. He calls him boy, boy. all the time. Yeah. And he, and his son is always like fighting off way more enemies. No. And no. then, like I do the line breathlessly, the you know, he's putting himself in harm's way for his dad. And then he'll fight off his enemies and then come back to his dad and be like, are you all right? And then his dad will be like critiquing <laughs> yeah. the boy's technique. I did and I'm good, like, didn't what? I? <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? And I hate well, okay. It's, yes. So like, but it's a journey, right? So the game itself is somewhere in the neighborhood of like, 30 to 45 hours. Right. And so like, that's, that's a 15 hour kind of swing there, but it's like, there's so much to do. You could, you could run straight through it or you could do what I did, which was play a lot of the side stuff, do a lot of open world exploring. Um, and one of the things that I did the most of was I spent a lot of time in areas that I didn't belong in. So a lot of things in video games on the wrong side the of wrong the video side of the, game tracks, wrong side of the, the river <laughs> tracks. And so one of the things that video games do a pretty decent job of <clears throat> is like, Hey, you shouldn't be in this area right now. All of these enemies are far more powerful than you are. You don't have the right skill. Um, the, you know, they're, their level doesn't even show a number. It might just show a question mark or like a skull or something like that. It's like that first um, Pokemon uh, battle where that thing just like it thumps wrecks you. you. Yeah, yeah. And so but a, you a lot went of there on purpose. A lot of games do that. They're like, hey, we're going to put you in front of a really tough boss, yeah, so that you fail on purpose. That's, like that's part the of the. Whole Part of the story is you have to come back and you have to beat this thing. Yes, it's it's about overcoming. Go hone your skills. So nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner, and that was my mindset. Uh-huh. Okay, so I find myself 
leaning into these areas that people are watching me play this on stream and they're like, Why are you, hey, you know that? that this would be a lot easier if you came back in like five levels. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I know, but but they do any of these people know you though? No, they're, they're, they're they don't know me. They don't know how stubborn you are. They don't, they don't. And they don't know my past, my recent game past. <laughs> and so I would go into these things and say, well, I took down a third of its health like this. And I know I made a lot of really dumb boneheaded decisions in that fight. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can do it. That has not always been me. Okay, let's rewind to, I don't know, three months ago when it was not 2022 and I wasn't thinking in this direction. It was a running joke on the Free Play podcast, which is not this podcast. It is a different podcast. Are you sure? I'm not. Are you sure that this is not the Free Play podcast? I'm not sure of anything okay. anymore. And so it's a running joke over there that Bubba plays games, but he doesn't beat any of them. Yes. None of them. Like zero games. Yes. If you were to, if you were Finishing to. Finishing things is not always your forte. Legit. If you, if you were to stack the games up that I've purchased and then pay me back 100% of the price, if I beat them, I would still be wildly in debt. Yeah. Right. And so, <laughs> uh, and that translates to, you know, tabletop stuff as well. It's mm -hmm. like. Okay, which which games have you actually even played one time through, not just taken out of the cellophane and punched the cardboard? Yeah, punching okay. punching games is your fave. I love it. It's just the best part of the game, right? Uh, so I played a game. I say all this to say that, like, I played a game called Returnal on the PlayStation Five. Recently got a PlayStation Five uh, this year. Mm -hmm. You get this year? Yeah, I got it early this year. So I don't because I didn't have been... it at Christmas time. So I got it. I I'm got not it early good at this time year. this year. And so. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Irregardless. I didn't want to say irregardless because it's not a word. <laughs> um, and so I got a PlayStation 5 and I was like, I want to play a game that is a PlayStation 5 game. I okay. do not want to play a game that I could have played on the PlayStation 4. Not, not a cross-platform game. That you I could play, play on my PC a, or I could play in the Xbox. PlayStation 5 game. I want to play a PlayStation 5 game. Specifically designed for this console. So I got a game called Returnal. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like, about returning Amazon packages. It might as well be. Oh, yeah. Um, if Amazon package, if Amazon packages were me, um, and the delivery uh, destination was an endless loop, then yes. <laughs> um, so basically, what happens is this is a it is a roguelike game. Okay, so what that means is like you're going through, and the the intent is that you are going to fail. And then you're going to go back to the beginning or you're going to start that section over or like whatever. But then you have that knowledge or those weapons, the items, the things that you've collected. So the whole point of the game is you learn through failure. What other games are this style? Um, there's another game out there called Hades that's like this. Um, a lot of uh, like uh, there's another one out there that I really like. That is called Moonlighter. Moonlighter. You do a boss well, fight. It's almost like a legacy video game. Yeah, you don't have any. There's you don't have X number of lives like Mario. Okay, Mario, you you know you have four lives to figure it out. It has kind of a roguelike ish model to it, but it's like I'm reaching in a very long direction to to even draw the 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 com the comparison here, the parallel. But you start over, so like. 
legitimately you're trying to get through with only your knowledge like that's all you get from it it's I just get, i get my knowledge. knowledge and any of the upgrades that i have oh okay so if i if i if i've upgraded my suit or whatever I, i've unlocked a new weapon i have access to that going forward and the knowledge is the big thing so now i know what that enemy does in this area mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. the game also takes and it is procedurally generated so you have a finite amount of spaces that it could be, but where those spaces actually are change every time you're in it. Okay. Okay. So you go through one time, you could spend three hours running through the game. You die, you go all the way back to so square one. So some of it is also luck. Oh, it's 100%. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, RNG, which is random number generator. It's just like everything is, is luck. And so, but there is skill involved in it because you learn the patterns of the things. So these kinds of games um, are punishing, I mean, super punishing games. Yes. They are designed to grind you into a fine powder and scatter your ashes across the lands. Mm -hmm. That's what they're designed to do. Some of these games, like uh, there are games out there called Dark Souls, these Souls mm -hmm. games, you will be going along and an enemy will teleport from across the map and one hit kill you and then you break your controller in half <laughs> drive to GameStop you get a new one you come back and you play it again and now you know that guy's gonna come so you dodge okay uh -huh. but you dodge off a cliff and you're like crap and you gotta go back and do it again <laughs> and so like the games are designed to make you think very specifically about something mm -hmm. critically and specifically about an encounter or whatever it is and they are brutal i'm mm -hmm. telling you right now i have over 25 hours in returnal and i'm not even halfway through that game mm -hmm. it's ridiculous i had to put it down because i was playing it on stream and i could feel people going you you don't look like you're having fun <laughs> and i do i love that game like it's it's it is my favorite game right now and i just beat god of war which is again phenomenal but what i've told people is that game, Returnal, made me a better gamer. It didn't make me better at video games. It made me a better gamer because a lot of it is persistence. A lot of it is I'm not going to to hit a frustration wall and then just walk away. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm three levels under leveled to fight this thing. I'm going to fight it for 45 minutes or an hour until I beat it. Because then when I do that, like this, this victory, this, this sweet taste of victory is even more sweet because I felt like I've earned it rather than, well, I just walked in, ding, 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 ding. Oh, that was easy. Moving on. So it is not um, Castle Crashers. It is not Castle Crashers. <laughs> so Which like, I mean, like this wildly enhances my play experience with other games. Like, and I keep telling people all the time, I'm like, hey, have you played Returnal? And they're like, what's that? I recently told Sean, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my brother, I was like, dude, you got a PS5. You need to play Returnal. And everybody says the same thing. Dang, that game is so hard. And I'm like, just play, just play it. You don't even have to beat it. Here I am again, right? Telling people not to beat games. You don't even have to beat it, but play this game and then go play other games. See, I'm, I definitely, at least with video games, am like, yeah, I hit that frustration wall and I do walk away and I never come back. Never. 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 Because it's, I guess that comes down to values where it's like, 
Why? Why would I do it? <laughs> Why would I induce? Why would I purposefully, you know, purposely induce? I guess purposely and purposefully is the difference. Irregardless. Um, this amount of frustration and like rage within yeah. myself where I, I mean, like people cannot come up and talk to me and legitimately <laughs> I've played Mario Kart with you. Right, I get it. You know, sitting down with Photoshop the other day, you were frustrated with my slow learning. Yeah. I was frustrated with your pace that uh -huh. you were trying to teach things to me and how I just, you could have been speaking Greek for all I knew. Right. And then you yelled and it was, you probably yell, yeah. yelled louder than you normally would have yelled. Sure. And my ear was right there. And we both were like, we were both really like ragey and frustrated because yeah. learning sometimes like doing hard things and hitting, you just, it makes you mad sometimes. Well, but because I played Returnal, I came back to you later and was like, we need, we need it to It was because this. of Returnal. Because I, I, not, it had nothing to do with 13 <laughs> years of marriage. But well, I mean, like legitimately what I'm saying here is like doing that helped me to finish God of War. Even when I like went and did a lot of side quest stuff that was like stupid hard in the game and I should not have done. I could have beaten the game a week ago if I hadn't done those hard things, right? But even sticking with a game and persevering and pushing forward and creating my own checkpoints, not the game, not the game's checkpoints, um, like those things help me legitimately speaking in life where I'm like, hey, you know what? I can't just do these little things that I want to do in my, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in the next segment, within the areas that I feel comfortable and that are easy for me. Like we're always asking each other, um, you know, in, in the nerd world, we're like, hey, you're people ask me all the time, are you playing God of War? What difficulty are you playing on? Is that a flex? No, it's just like people want to know. Like, Well, because there are, we've talked about this. I can't remember because um, we've talked about punishing games before. Mm -hmm. um, but like, you know, some people's preferred method is like, I really just want to get through the game. I'm not really interested yeah. in flexing like, hard mode or a time or like, I really sure. just want the story and the experience of it. And so I'm going to take that difficulty level all the way back take it out. to zero. Cause I, I'm just along for the ride here. Yeah. And people are, Oh, you, you're barely, you're not a gamer. That's fine. Right. Like, but when I'm, but when you're I'm playing, kind of saying the opposite though right now. Well, but no, here's the deal because I think that like it's different strokes for different folks because as I'm playing through God of war, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, if you are playing a, a game on the PlayStation and it is only on the PlayStation, you are playing a cinematic experience. Mm -hmm. You're playing a movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. What I have done in the past is I've literally, I've literally just said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go on YouTube and I'm going to watch all the cutscenes because mm -hmm. there are people that have just put the cutscenes together. Yeah. And the game might be great. Might be you fun. Just, you want the lore. Mm -hmm. You want all of that stuff without legitimately you know, speaking all the time because personally where I am with my job and the area at which in which I traverse, I need to know right. about these things so I can carry conversations about them to, to follow all the stories. I could watch all of your I stories. Could, I could watch, you know, three hours worth of YouTube video across, you know, a couple of days or knock it out a day or whatever, or I could spend a month and a half playing the game. Mm -hmm. Now the conversations I'll be able to have from playing the game are different from the ones 
just watching the cutscenes, right? Because you experience things. Mm-hmm. You go on the journey. You're actually there. But it, if you want to play a game on easy to get through the story and to also play the game, play the game on easy. Luke Filipiak, just doxed him, right? Luke Filipiak, um, our stream guy, one of our new staff members here at LTN, he played Halo, the new Halo Infinite game that came out, on easy mode. I mean, super whatever the easiest mode to play it on was because he wanted to get through the game, okay? But then he turned around and he said, now I want to play it on the hardest difficulty and 100% the game. Find all the collectibles, unlock all the areas, oh do all the stuff. So he made sure, like, I just want to get through the game so we can talk about it and have conversations. And then I like that game enough. I want to go back and do it again and spend 15 times the amount of time in the game doing the stuff. Mm. And so, like, I, there's something to be said about that perseverance. But <clears throat> there's also something to be said about not making somebody else feel like a smaller person. Some people, sometimes cliff, no- cliff notes are okay. Yes. And I think so. Like, like honestly... Sometimes hearing the cliff notes might get you interested in a game, but I don't have to be as interested as you are to be like, well, I do no, want to play Mario Kart. you have to share my level of enthusiasm about everything that I'm excited I, about. Well, that I know. I was being general, but I know that I have to with you. <laughs> like Mario Kart, I, okay, hey, maybe I want to play Mario Kart, but I'm not going to, you know, three star and first place um, everything from Mushroom Cup all the way up to Mirror. I'm not going to do that. But I, I am the three stars. I am, but like other people, and I didn't even tell you this, but Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe has a new thing coming out where they're releasing new sets of tracks this year. The <clears throat> I, I, I couldn't hang even in the last one. Like it, it was I'm too, just, it was I'm too just hard telling for you. me. Well, I didn't, what's, I didn't persevere to I'm become good at it. Telling you what's going to happen in this house. Very, very long like very very difficult it's very difficult you gotta you gotta push through you need to play returnal i need you to sit down with me uh, we just, and just be maybe slightly verbally abused by me because <laughs> <laughs> i need someone to hold my hand i know i know i need a punching bag i we have one why i'll just bring it in well, hey, we'll figure that out. I, I just I wanted to share all of that because we're going to be talking in the next segment about like doing doing hard things that are not like it's not like oh, well, yeah, I need you to 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 pick this house up and move it across the street, kind of a hard thing, or you know, whatever. But it's it's like there are things that are outside of our comfort zone that if we do them, could possibly make us a better person down the line in some areas. So. Hey, stick around, don't go anywhere, and we're going to talk a little bit about that from a theological side right here on the Church Nerves Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Chris Shadowin, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the board game Moonrakers by Ivy Studios. And no, this has no affiliation with the 1979 James Bond film starring Roger Moore. In this game, 
You take on the role of a mercenary working loosely with other mercenaries to complete contracts, upgrade your ship and crew to earn enough points to become the head of the Moonrakers. According to the box, Moonrakers is a game of shipbuilding, temporary alliances, and shrewd negotiation. It's a deck builder with a few twists. Like most deck builders, everyone starts with the same 10 cards. But from there, you can choose to buy crew members to add to your deck or ship parts, which give you permanent perks and add resources to your deck. On your turn, you can choose to complete a contract on your own, but if you want to win, you'll have to take on harder contracts that you can't complete alone. This is where the twist comes in. You'll need to negotiate with the other players to complete contracts. You have to decide if taking them is worth it, and you have to decide what contract rewards you're willing to part with. The harder contracts, the rewards are greater, but you have to roll hazard dice, which can cause you to lose victory points, which is what you need to win the game. The first one to 10 wins the game. If you're a fan of board games, deck builders, semi-co-op games, negotiating, and are arguing, then this game's for you. Trying to figure out strategies, deciding who to take with you on contracts, and figuring out who you should help or stab in the back is always a lot of fun. The replayability of it is great because there are so many different strategies to try. After playing this game for the first time, and losing, I immediately wanted to start again. I already had new ideas in my head of how I could win for the next time. The fact that you're engaged on other people's turns makes this game very interesting. And aside from the excellent gameplay, Ivy Studios has put out a game with very high quality components, including metal coins. Originally a Kickstarter game, it's now available on MoonrakersGame.com. My minor gripes are that turns can take a long time as people negotiate uh, for a long time, but you can set a timer if you would like. And some of the cards are square, so if you want to sleeve your cards, you have to buy custom sleeves from them if you like doing that. Besides these minor things, this game is top-notch. I highly recommend adding this to your collection and your rotation of games you bring to the table regularly. I'm Chris Shadowin, and remember, in space, no one can hear you rake the moon. back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And if you're just started listening here on LTN Radio, the Live 365 app, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, really wherever it is that you found us, hey, welcome. Today we are talking about the importance of doing hard things. Now Anna's been reading this book called Theological Worlds, which the title of it and the way that the cover is, it looks a lot like Stranger, Stranger things. things. Like big time. But looks- it's... It's not being ironic. No. Because it was written. In 1989. Exactly what Stranger Things is trying to do. Yeah. This is authentic. Yeah. They may have looked at that and was like, this, we want to, we want our title to look just like this. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness. I'm excited to have this book on my shelf because of the way it looks, but it's, yeah, yeah, we'll get to the rest of that in just a second. So you learned about this book. Um, at the most recent Orange Conference that came through Central Texas. Yes. But it, it was... So our, our church uses a lot of Orange curriculum. Orange is like a very, um, I'm going to use the word family-centric sure. um, kind of curriculum. So I think it's ch- accurate, yeah. Our, I, I struggle with it, you know, presenting gospel as being anything centric, but it is, it's about this idea of like, if the family is yellow and the church is red, we need to mix in the middle and create orange as the yeah. space to, you know, 
talk about spiritual things with sure. your children, it, you need a mix of both. Um, and so we've talked about some of their stuff before it's personal as a book that we recommended mm -hmm. and talked about because it's so good about like, you need to, here's how to relationally engage with someone. Super important. And, um, like you, it's not enough to just come and hit them in the head with a King James Bible. That is not sharing the gospel. It is the Bible Jesus used, but yes, please continue. Um, you need to know, like learn people's names is, is one yeah, of the right? big ones. Um, so we've talked about that before. So, um, I went to the latest conference and they brought up this concept that, um, which I, I want to talk about more in later episodes mm -hmm. potentially, but how, the good news, you know, the, the gospel means good news. Mm -hmm. So why is it that you can quote unquote share the gospel with two different people and one of them, it will be good news to, And another one is like, I feel nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, How about that, that doesn't yeah. sound like, that just sounds like news. Like not necessarily, why, why, why is that good news? <laughs> um, that's not life changing to me. Right. Um, and so she was like, I got this concept from this book called theological worlds. Um, and basically it's that everybody has, um, sort of a, a deep longing or question that their world kind of centers around and pretty much always has, and they're going through their whole life trying to answer mm. or solve this one certain like dissonance that they feel. Um, and so it can be a whole bunch of different things. It can be, you know, separation and reunification. It can be like about emptiness and fulfillment. It can be about, um, you know, suffering and finding meaning in that. Mm -hmm. um, the book lists five of them. And she, she put up this infographic. Um, and so it's like, if a person lives in this world, here is the facet of the gospel because it's all in there in the gospel right. but the part of the gospel that you present like that you lead with is it should change from person to person based on what you learn about them mm -hmm. what you understand to be the the part of their world that needs fixing yeah and so i'm like man that that's so good. And it pairs so well with what we do at Love Thy Nerd. 100%. Um, and what I really hope is what we're trying to do, like through through churches and stuff like that. I'm like, I, I hope I can find this book in the orange store. Yeah. I go to the orange like bookstore, which it's basically, this is the first thing that they've done since COVID. And it's like a yeah. very soft, not you know, it's barely a thing They're They just were all like, we really want to keep touring. Yeah. So it's very abbreviated. Um, and they had no nothing, nothing, nothing with this information in it in the store. And I was like, what? Okay. Well, I'll just go pick up that book then. Ah, <laughs> uh, I did not know what I was getting myself into. So for one thing, it does look like it came from you know, like the Stranger Things artists yeah. designed it. It's written by, so the, the author's name is W. Paul Jones, and he is a professor of phil philosophical theology and director of doctoral studies at St. Paul School of Theology in Kansas City as of 1989. <laughs> so I'm sure he's not actually, he's probably retired. But um, it is not written to a, a person at my reading level. I'm just going to say, 
Um, it's very, very advanced. And I feel like an idiot while I'm reading it. <laughs> like I'm not even a full chapter in because reading, I, I had an hour. I thought while I'm taking one of our kids to their counseling appointments, I just have to sit in the car for like an hour. Mm-hmm. That's a great time to start knocking out some books that are just sitting around and screaming at me, read me, read me. So <laughs> I'm going to bring this book with me. Um, I got through like three pages in an hour. Yeah. Because I'm having to read and go back and read several times, you know, a sentence to be like, I think I might kind of understand what he's trying to say. Um, I have to have the dictionary app open on my phone because there are these words that I have never heard again. Such as? Gestalt. Or Gestalt. Because maybe it's German in origin. I don't know. Um, Moribund. Ever heard that word? No. Didn't think so. Um, I know what these words mean now. But I did not know what they meant, and it's like kind of frustrating. But then, but then, I'll, as More I'm reading, then kind of there will be, you know, a paragraph where I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I just need to share this with somebody." But then, if I do share it with them, they're gonna have no idea what the heck I'm even talking about not, because yeah. half of it is words that I, I've never heard outside of this context. Obsessio and. Um, Epiphania. Well, I mean, epiphany, obviously, that an obsession. Yeah. But like. But again, my anyway. question was, why not just use the English words? <laughs> well, anyway, um, it's but to me, this book is like the equivalent of playing Returnal. Yes. On a, a literary level. I feel like I'm in the fourth grade. Like, I don't know. And I know that it's good for me. So one of um, my favorite uh, Bible study authors is uh, Jen Wilkin. And I've talked about her stuff as well before. Mm -hmm. Whenever she writes a study, the first like video, she, she talks about this concept where it's like, we need to come across an unknown and we need to wrestle it. Don't Google it. Don't go to a commentary. Don't do any of those things because that place of feeling like, I guess out of control sure, and like that feeling small, feeling like you don't get it um, and needing to kind of like desperately claw for the answer is actually a really important part of the learning process. Um, it's it's part of what will, once you find the answer, having come from that place is what cements it in your mind. Mm-hmm. So she likens it to how, um, you, we're all dumb at finding places now. Like, not only are we dumb at, I mean, pretty much everything because we have Google. We yeah. know, we actually retain very little information because it's like, well, I don't need to retain that information. I can just go find it on Google. We don't learn people's phone numbers. I was just about to say. You know, that kind of thing. She's like, if you if you actually go somewhere without a GPS or your GPS start, stops working, you get lost. You take a wrong turn and you have to find your way back. Yeah. You Or you're never heard from again. You 
are not likely to forget the route again because or you know it's, sure. it's just so much more likely that you're going to actually remember um th- than if you just get the answer from somewhere because oh. we circumvent the learning process yeah. all the time by just fe- being fed it's the answers. it's the episode of the office where they drive into a lake yeah <laughs> you can't mean that there's a lake there right so um, and I, you know, teaching kids to read and stuff, I keep this in mind because it's important to be sounding out and like it, they'll remember it better if they find the word on their own and I don't have to help them. So I right. let them sit there a minute, sounding it out incorrectly and see if they can figure it out themselves. And then, you know, and, you know, try to encourage, encourage them to, uh, figure out what the word means with context, mm-hmm. like trying to look around now with this, absolutely impossible. <laughs> absolutely. 100% impossible. I read you some paragraphs and you were not a fan, not a fan. Do you want to, do you want to do that real quick? What, which one you want Just me to read that the paragraph the that one. I read, read to you, the one, the one. Um, okay. Let me see. Okay. So this is dealing with the concept of obsessio, which is the longing and the question. And don't the give them any of the information. Oh, don't give them don't anything. Don't give them any of the don't information. Give any You're information. ruining right, this right okay. now for me. One's epiphania is as difficult to discern as one's obsessio. It too is most detectable functionally, in this case by its evocative power. Reminiscent of the workings of an oyster, an epiphania is known by its capacity to sow Enfold an obsessio that the grating particle is made bearable. Indeed, quietly within its promise is the hope that the obsessio, while never lost, might become the center for a pearl of great price flowing back to redeem the whole. Okay. So I've had a day to think about that. Yeah. And it makes more sense mm-hmm. when you read. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's very beautiful, actually. Upon a first read, you're like, the what did a who now? <laughs> Read the one with the with the the M word in it. Moribund. Yes. Oh, okay. Just read the sentence that it's in. Okay. To be enwrapped in morose and moribund passivity within one's obsessio is to experience a state of spiritual abortion. <laughs> Close book. End seminar. Walk away. Mic drop. Question mark. Yeah. So I'm like reading this, and I want to talk about these things because they are very deep and profound concepts um that deserve thought 100%. but i'm like how do i even talk to someone about this <laughs> without just handing them the book and a dictionary and yeah. being like i need to talk about this with someone please read this it is so good but so, you're not going to understand so this this book unless i'm just dumb unless i'm the dumb mm, person we are the dumbest boys in school the both of us and so like this book I likened it to, to mining, you know, like Mm. you're going to chip away at the hard, harsh, rugged rock, but in the midst of it, there is usable ore and the ore is of, you know, varying kinds. It could be, you know, uh, iron, it could be diamond, you know, we we don't know, but like copper, silver, yeah, there's all kinds of metals and such. Um, void matter. Yeah. Unobtainium. Yep. Uh, so like that to me is this, the, the book is the hard thing that 
we're kind of talking about in this, in this scenario, mm-hmm. it is completely 100% out of our comfort zone. Like, <clears throat> and as big time challenge, as Anna was reading me this stuff, I was like getting hot to the touch. I was getting <laughs> legitimately mad. I was thinking very non-Christian thoughts about this book, not about the writer necessarily. Were you not? No, but it was about the book. I'm like, who need, who is this for? Because I'm like, I'm the only person obviously in the world. Um, this is outside of my comfort zone. So it led me to kind of ask the question and, and kind of make a jump. It's a, it's a long jump in a short conversation, but it's, it's a natural path in a long conversation. Okay. Are we soft as Christians? Again, it's a, ma- it's a major jump from not knowing what moribund means to this, but are we as, and I, when I say we, if you are not part of the Western evangelical Christian movement, this Discord. is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, please, you're you're not soft. You're you're the the toughest and roughest the, the of all the cowboys. Deal. But for us, you know, it's like when things are slightly out of our control, um, when they when they turn off one or two degrees from our comfort zone, when they don't work the way that we want them to work, we become very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. very uncomfortable. So much so that like. You look at anything in, in, in the modern church, right? And I'm not going to stop all of our toes. These are just things that I've observed over the years. We play a song in church that you don't like. Well, you now we have to leave the church. I'm like, well, that was a, that was a radical kind of thing to do based on not something not going your way, right? Now you put this book back into the, into the fold and it's like, it's using words I don't know. It's, it's, it, I feel like it's just trying to purposefully make me feel stupid. It's like, that's a big jump for this. Whereas going back to the previous example, if we're, if we're singing a song in church that you don't like, maybe that song's not designed to reach you specifically. Maybe there is somebody who uses those words on a more frequent basis. And again, this guy's a professor Right. So you got to understand that he's writing things all the time, talking to people who are thinking in the same wavelength as him, that are in the same vein as him. And so now we, as these plebes, are coming into the conversation trying to play catch up. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, because of all the things that you've already told me about it and what I know to be true about this book already, is that there there is a lot of really great concepts that we will no doubt dumb down. So it is palpable, um, you know, and well, ingestible like, for people. Kind of like what we talked about before, where it's like, is there something wrong with playing on easy mode and in, inherently? No, Mm-mm. probably nothing wrong with that. However, I think there is a certain level of like milk to meat that we need to be yeah. going for when we're talking about spirituality. Um, we, we try to make things accessible. Yes. Accessible is a really positive word to use. Sometimes though, is it's like, okay, but are we, are we able to progress past that yeah. into things that are a little bit m- more complex, a little bit more difficult? Um, like I think that when, uh, you know, a couple summers ago, we were all having one of the worst years of our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, in the church, 
there were a lot of conversations happening where people were just ready to walk away. Oh, yeah. And they were about anything from mask wearing to elections to vaccinations um, to uh, race relations. All of it. And um, people were just like, you're coming in here and you're trying to change things and weren't even willing to have a conversation Mm -hmm. because it's hard and it's uncomfortable. And um, I don't know that that's the best. I think that not even a little bit. Sometimes going to these difficult places and that's part of what I'm doing with this book is like, it's really hard. And part of me after reading a sentence for the third time in a row and still not understanding it wants to just like throw it across the room and be like, I'm done. I, I will wait for orange to translate this. It's too hard. I'm just not gonna, but I'm like, you know, probably it would be better for me as a, as a human, as a person with a, a mind, um, to challenge myself and like, and do the hard thing and go to the hard place because this is not just a thing for pleasure. I'm trying to become a more whole person, I guess, um, in doing this. So, uh, man. Yeah. This specific book is not the, the silver bullet for that, but it 100% is the hard thing. It's out of your comfort zone. It's challenging you. It's stretching you. And hopefully at the end of it, it makes you better because of it. Right. And so my, my epiphania in this, did I say that word right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, my, my, my understanding of all this is that what I'm drawing out of it is, you know, it's it's something that I've known for a very long time is that the good things are hard work. They are. Okay. Things that come too easy, uh, should usually be pretty suspect of those things because they may leave just as easily as they came. Right. So we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, when you are lost finding your way by yourself um, or, you know, without the use of, you know, Google maps or like whatever your GPS will help you to, to retain that information better and more um, in my stream on Tuesdays, I like to do like tech tip Tuesdays and I, teach people things about streaming that I know, but also answer computer questions and whatever, just anything people have that's tech related, I'm willing to give it a shot. And a lot of times what I'll do is I'll say, Hey, I'm going to teach you how to do this specific thing. And then live because we do it live, live on the internet. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to, I'm going to venture out into an area that I know maybe a little bit of about, a uh, little about that enough that it gets me interested, wants me to do it. And then we are going to learn it together. And you're going to watch me fumble because I'm kind of sick and tired of people like going to YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or whatever and just seeing the perfectness of life, right? Sure. Like you could go and learn that and then and then come back and execute it perfectly. Perfectly yeah. like a pro, which I will do with other things. Not sure, gonna lie. But, but with it's like, this, is that is that actually what happens? Is that what the learning process looks like? Right. No. And so for me, the intentionality of it is like I want people to see that, however they view me, which is probably not in any kind of positive light, but however they view me, I too struggle when I'm learning something. I legitimately, absolutely, one hundred percent hate it. When I'm doing something in an editing program, audio, video, uh, photo, whatever, it doesn't matter. When people are over my shoulder, because it is a 
process. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm going to build you a website. You really do not want to be here for this. Yeah. Because you're, you're going to look at me and go, why am I paying you to do anything? Because there are things that I'm going to have to figure out along the way. I know a lot of stuff, but I'm going to have to figure new things out and implement them in order to to create this idea that you're trying to that you're trying to capture, right? And so I do that live and I, you know, I got the other day I came up to something and I just like was stumped. And then we- Was it that sound thing? Yeah, it was a sound thing. And so, because I knew it should work one way and it wasn't working, but there was another thing we weren't thinking about. I won't bore you with the details, but, um, you know, spoiler alert, I figured it out. And the chat was like, hey, that was probably way better than if you had just watched a tutorial on it. Mm-hmm. And it was way better than if we had just watched a tutorial on it because now I like to talk about the theory of things. Why do things work together? Why do things work the way that they do? Because it helps you critically think through a process if you need to fix something regardless of what the thing is. So in this instance, um, you know, with theological worlds and with spirituality and religion in general, Christianity specifically, right? We know beyond a shadow of a doubt, we know that relationships are work. Like mm-hmm. they are work. If somebody is just like, oh, hey, you know, we're, we're friends because, we, because we're friends, you know, like that, that will feel and over time it will be a, uh, it will be a um, superficial relationship. It's not really built on anything. There's, there's no foundation. If we go through something rough together and we come out on the other side of it, the odds of us having a relationship that is stronger on the other side of that is very high. Mm. very high. And I've seen that in my life. If you haven't gone through that, I don't recommend, I'm not going to say go start some with somebody, but when you go through something tough with somebody, you either don't come out on the other end or you come out stronger. Like you have, you have really two outcomes with that. And so all of that being said with all of this stuff, it is super important that we put people in our paths that challenge us, that we're going to have to do hard things with that. We put situations, not just people that we're going to have to step outside of our comfort zone and say, I might not normally do or think this, but I'm going to put myself in a situation where I do. And recently, as of like yesterday, I was telling Anne about this on Facebook. I had a, uh, a person that I know, I won't say they're, they're a friend because I don't, I don't think that that's accurate information. They're a person that I am friends with on Facebook um, who recently said, if you believe in flat earth, then you remove yourself from my effing friends list. It was me. I said that. It was Anna. Okay. I didn't <laughs> want to, but you doxed yourself. Um, and just got absolutely blasted in the comments. Cause this guy is like a professing right, Christian, right, right? Like rightfully. Yes. Like a professing Christian. And who cares if you think there's a flat earth or a spherical earth, who cares? Cause I don't, I do not. Okay. I'm not going to say I don't care. I care a little bit, but maybe not as much as that person does. I'm I'm going to say I do not care because here's the deal. Um, ultimately, it doesn't matter. Right. Okay. So but that, he was boiling it down to, he's like, that this, it was is, like this, salvific. Is, this is a salvific issue. He didn't say salvific because he didn't talk like that. He's like, this is a salvation issue. And everybody was like, no, <laughs> it's not. You have to read the Bible. And he, that's all he would say. He wouldn't back it up with anything. He would just say, read the Bible. Yeah. And so what happened was in those moments, People were like, 
Um, I don't believe in a flat earth, but see ya. Like, yeah. I'm out of here. You uh-huh. know, he, he wasn't doing any of the hard work. He was trying to create an echo chamber of, if you do not believe what I believe, I don't want to spend any time with you at like, all. Like remove, remove all challenge. Yeah. And I, what we're, what we're saying, <clears throat> what Anna and I and church nerds and LTN, what we teach as a whole is that it's, it's more than important that you have people like that in your life. Because if we are ever going to understand and build relationships and see things and people in a different light, then we need to understand why somebody would prefer uh, Star Trek over Star Wars. We need to understand stuff like that. Or You're taking this a little far. Yeah, I, I went too far, and I apologize oh, about that. Oh, man. Star Wars. Um, all that to say, hey, read Theological Worlds, and you tell us if you understand it. And Good I would love to talk luck. to you about it. <laughs> I will be in this chapter for a long time. So, um, but we, like Anna said, we will be talking more about this book, mm-hmm. um, but we will be talking about it conceptually and with mm-hmm. principles. We mm-hmm. will adapt it and make it into something that is educational in the whole and hopefully does challenge us um, quite a bit to be better because that's what God wants for us. He came to change us and f- that we need to change. So we're going to try and do some stuff with that. Um, that was uh, very concise. Yeah. How you said that just well, now. You read the Bible. <laughs> All right. Hey, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back um, here in just a minute. And when we do, we are going to give you a nerdy recommendation and the church nerds weekly verse right here on the church nerds podcast. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Final round, fight! Well, to close out our show today, we do have a nerdy recommendation for you, and that recommendation is Photo P. Photo P. Uh. <clears throat> Bubba pronounces it Photo Pia. I think if it, if it were spelled photo and then like the the p part or p i a like encyclopedia mm, i would call it, it would photopia photopia but it's p e a like a little look, green vegetable look it look it up in theological worlds and see <laughs> photopia how they use it it's cute it makes more sense for it to be photopia because photo shop p photopia there's a p at the end of shop anyway oh. like it just like mm. Doesn't okay. matter. Um, no. And so, like, it, at the but end of the day, it's for free. Our recommendation online. is photo p, p h o t o p e a dot com. Mm-hmm. It is online Photoshop. Now, if you are a heavy Photoshop user, 
just uh, by the creative chill, suite. Then just use Photoshop because <laughs> you're a heavy Photoshop user. When you're, when you're using it to teach somebody or whatever, it is more in the vein of Photoshop than like GIMP or Canva or any other thing out there, right? It looks and feels and operates almost identically to Photoshop, but you do lose a lot of the heavy things. Like there's no content aware fill or, you know, super massive selection stuff. And as Bubba enjoys saying, if those words matter to you, mm -hmm. then they matter. Then and they if matter. they don't, they don't, don't mm -hmm. worry about it. And I'm one of the latter. I didn't understand any Obsessio. of Obsessio. <laughs> I was telling Anna though, like uh, the, the words in this book, I felt like they were trying to like Harry Potter cast spells on me. Oh yeah. At some yeah, point. Cause they sound Greek or Latin. -y. Yeah. Yeah. I grew a tail. I don't, you <laughs> tell me. But go to photop.com. That's P-H-O-T-O-P-E-A-P-E-A.com and use promo code none because it's free. You um, just spelled photo P P. P-H-O-T-O. Because you, -P -E you clarified P-E-A. P-E-A-P-E-A.com. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. But I, I think that you'll like it. If you have any questions, uh, ask Anna. She's a pro in it now. I'm not. I'm not. I can barely do what I want to do. You're getting, you're getting uh, I'll get there. A, a cool thing about it, though, I will say this, that like it will save in all of the major file formats. And if somebody sends you a PSD, which is a Photoshop document, you can open that file on the internet with this program. That's crazy. And get access to all of the layers that they were using. Hmm. And it uses smart objects. If you don't know what a smart object is, it doesn't mean you're dumb. It's just like you're those things. You're a dumb object. Smart objects are what they should be using in your daggum templates. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yours, because I'm going to make them for you. Oh. Yours will have. Okay. And All they'll right. be so clean. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I shouldn't be excited about that, but I a little, a little bit am. Okay. We well, also have a Church Nerds Weekly Verse for you. Anna, would you like to read the Church yeah. Nerds Weekly Verse? So this verse comes from Proverbs 14.23. In all labor, there is profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. I thought that was a pretty fitting verse. It is fitting. For what we were talking about. If you about. want something that's worth anything, you're going to have to work for it. it. You cannot just run your mouth. If you just talk about it. You're not going to get what you want to get. Nothing. Um, so, hey, um, I hope that you all enjoyed this this episode. Uh, we we do it hoping that you enjoy this episode. If you do, do us a favor and share it. Um, you are not obligated in any way, shape, or form to do that. But you can share this easier than you can share your Wordle score. Oh. Yep. Just a little share button um, right there on, on the old, uh, really anything. Uh, if you listen on Spotify, there's a share button. You listen on Apple Podcasts, there's a share button. Um, find us on the website. Just copy and paste that link. Share it out. Really easy. We would appreciate that if you would do it. And if not, we still love you. Yep. I won't say how much more or less, but <laughs> it's just, it's not about more or less. It's just different. Okay. It's just different. But do us a favor and share that out. Also, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for all of the amazing articles on all these things that we talk about that are nerdy, as well as our shows and other podcasts and videos. And if you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, 
please visit lovethynerd.com slash give. I had spittle in my mouth okay. and I was trying, I was like, I can make, I can get through this. I could not get through it. Couldn't get it. it, ju- yeah. it you know, like, well, it just starts like foam. Uh-huh. It was that. That's what I was doing. It's <laughs> gross. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization. Um, even with that last sentence that I just said, I promise it's true. And your gift is going to be tax deductible. And also don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. And that's going to give LTN a very small kickback from your purchases at absolutely no extra cost to you. You leaned in like you were going to say something. Nope. Okay. You just wanted I mean, to leave in. You no, wanted, just to, you wanted to feel like you were a part of the closer. Just keep going. I appreciate that. You can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms and on LTN Radio each and every Friday morning. You can also catch us, the Church Nerds, on Facebook. We got a Facebook profile page there that you can check out. Just search for Church Nerds. Um, we post usually like the audiograms and like easily shareable things from there. We also want to hear from you um, on Twitter at Church Nerds LTN if you want to hit us up there as well. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you in two weeks uh-huh. on the next episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerds. Mora. Tamium? Moribund. Moribund. There it is. No, not appropriate word for the, that no, context. Don't. Uh, obsessio. <laughs> <laughs>